Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coman, sitting in the ring room with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Hey, how are you? Good, man. How are you? I don't know. It's a Tuesday. It's Super Tuesday. It's Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday. <laughs> well, that means uh, there's a big election going on. Our primaries are Primary, going on. Primary, yeah, 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 yeah. The biggest day yet yeah, of the primary yeah. season. It's a Super Tuesday, but I just, it's Taco Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> so now, do I'm you supersize? Su- yeah, okay, I'm going to supersize my taco. <laughs> and I can't, I'm not even voting today. Right. Yeah, because uh, we're not voting in the state. It, uh, our state votes so late in the... In the, prim- in the well, uh, the, they're late in about everything we do. Right. It's, yeah, it, it, we, we won't yeah. matter. We won't have a choice. Yeah, it's not yeah. going to have a choice. In the, but it's, it's fun to, uh, to wake up the next day and see who got fucked and who didn't. Yeah. You know, uh, as far as these candidates. Right. Um, but before Super Tuesday, on, um, on the, this past Saturday, we had some Democratic candidates just drop out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, Booty Check. Right. <laughs> Booty Check was his name. Close, close enough. He's the gay candidate, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's I love what his I name. understand. It's, it's Booty a, Check. It's a hard name to pronounce, yeah, you know, because so he uh, went with Mayor Pete. He just thought with Pete. You yeah, know? I dig him. I think he's okay. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he's got a future. I think he does. I, I think, think he, he has a future yeah, yeah. in entertainment uh-huh. law, or uh, okay. he'll be defending a lot of his clients, basically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. you know? He is uh, an attorney, right? He is an attorney. Okay, I well, that's think, good. That's you know, good. He's, he's got uh, something to fall back on. Yeah, well, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's Super Tuesday, and I, uh, uh, I've i already heard some of the results. Uh-huh, so did uh, I. Uh, Biden won this, and Bernie yeah. won that. Right, Bernie won Vermont, and Biden won Virginia and North Carolina, right. I think, you know, yeah. and... Uh, Bernie got Ben and Jerry's vote. Okay. <laughs> he got the Ben and Jerry's vote. I can vote. see that. I can you see know, that. They're going to name an ice cream after him. Right. But, That's know. good. But I like Bernie. Sure. I think Bernie's got some ideas. Sure. I think he's a little old. Yeah. Um, but they're old. He's not a Democrat. I, I, I don't really care if he's a Democrat or okay. Republican. Sure. But I, I, I think... It if, is a Democratic primary. Yeah. Um, but I do think if he wants my vote, he's got a promise... As his running mate, Larry David should be his running mate. <laughs> okay, so you won't be able to tell him apart? Right. Because if <laughs> one gets assassinated, his, it's the same guy. That's his own body double. Right, exactly. <laughs> because I really think that, that, that I'll, they, they have my vote. He has my vote. Well, now he's got my vote if he does that. He yeah, chooses, he, chooses he has Larry my David. vote yeah, if yeah, he yeah. does that. Now, here's my question. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, these 35% of the people that support Bernie Sanders, if they don't get their way and he doesn't wind up being the... Uh, uh, the nominee, will they stay home the way they many of them stayed home uh, last time? And they showed themselves because uh, they're like, you know, Hillary and, and Trump are just the same. If it's not going to be Bernie, Bernie, it may as well be Trump. Really, do you still believe that? I wonder. I wonder, do they still believe that? And, I, and would they make that same mistake again? It's, it'd be interesting process. Well, it's funny it's like because a, Buttigieg uh-huh. and Gobachar, the female, sure. both uh, dropped out of the race. And they've decided to endorse Biden immediately. Right. Yes. Immediately. Yes. I think the Democratic so, Party is scared of Bernie, sure. like they were last time. Sure. And they, have, they want to do anything to defeat Trump. Right. And I don't... Anything they do, I don't think they can beat him. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it could be a toss-up. It's, uh, you know, I, don't, uh, I don't know. But either. I did find out, I saw something today 
You know, we have this, uh, our guests just recovered from the coronavirus. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then I, then I saw that our vice president was put in charge to head the team against the coronavirus. Right. He, uh, Pence. Uh-huh. Pence is his name, our, our vice president, who looks like, you know, a Norman Walkwell dead person. Right. You know? he, well, you know, he, lo- he also looks like that guy on, on uh, Johnny Quest. What was the, the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. sidekick of Johnny? Right, yeah. Of, uh, yeah. That, that was a monkey, of... wasn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he had that same hair. Yeah. Whatever uh-huh. his name was. I always liked that character. But a, Pence from bachelor. Indiana. Indiana, which uh-huh. is one of those states like Florida and Arizona where they just, they're just, they're something wrong about kind that of state. neither here nor there. They don't do daylight saving. That's true. They don't. And uh, saved my ass it, one time. I'm going to a gig. Actually. Oh really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said ten. You know? <laughs> I was in a panic. No, yeah. no, no. I, I would have been late, except that they didn't go on daylight saving. Oh. So when, when I crossed the border, suddenly I had an hour extra than I there thought I go. did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. You had time really, to get some tacos. I had time to get yeah. some tacos and and all, but this all guy kind of Pence catering. made <laughs> a visit to some military academy and. Virginia or okay. New Jersey, I, I mm-hmm. don't know. And he shook all these cadets' hands. Oh, okay. And, and then kissed them on the mouth. No, I'm getting ahead. That's, sorry. That's where you want to go, Renee. Uh, no, I'm sorry, man. I could go that way. Go, go I, ahead. No, know, no, no. I don't, I don't, you know, step on I, your thing. I go go ahead. Anal. Can I can do that. <laughs> I, if you want. You know. <laughs> you're still early I'm in open. The, I'm an still, open book. Still early in the podcast. Yeah. Go on with your thought, okay. Manny. So he shook all these cadets' hands. And then, like two days later, this cadet comes home to his mom's house, and now both of them have the coronavirus. Wow. Well, you it know? Uh, suits them right. What does it say? Serves them right. That's what they say. Well, this is the guy in charge now. Right. This is Trump's right hand man. Mm-hmm. Actually, is you know, right. his right hand man, his right. VP. Yeah. Who is like in charge of. Are you know saving the lives of the American citizens? Right, and he might be a carrier. Yeah, well, well this sounds like an X Files. It does sound like an and and you know, but at the same time, just to just to make it more like an an X Files, that Trump says this is a hoax. It's, it's <laughs> well, a huge yeah. hoax. Everything and to him is a it's hoax. It's a huge hoax yeah. uh, perpetrated by the the left wing because they hate America and they hope that millions of people die. From the hoax, I don't know. It does none of it makes any sense. You can't follow it from one sentence to the Those next. Those are but millions of registered voters too. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. They they have the vote. I know. Right. It's, it's it's frightening. It's frightening. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's Super Tuesday, yes. and I, you know, I could, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's it's I, not going to be up to us. Ultimately, we, we live in Louisiana. Yeah. We could vote for uh, you know a, anybody. A, a, a fucking nutria, Mr. Chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, I can't win. Well, you know, I've been running foots five times. Not I've so ran. far, yeah, Manny, but, know. you know, never give up. I know. Never, I know. never. But I do like this guy, Bloomberg. You do? Yeah. I, okay. You know, he's Jewish, right? He is. He is. I think, why not get a Jew in office? Well, finally? you know, Bernie's Jewish as well. Is know? he really? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. quite Jewish. <laughs> yeah, he's Jewish too. But Bloomberg <laughs> seems like more uh, like stable in some ways. Well, but, he's, he's more low-key for sure. Yeah, he's you know? low-key. Well, again... He's he's not a Democrat either. I mean, he became a Democrat. He's always been a Republican his entire career. He became a Democrat about eight months ago, possibly. Now, who would be his running mate? I think Tommy Chong would be a good running mate for Well, that would be that would be a surprise choice. uh, Or maybe me. 
maybe Manny Chevrolet. Yeah, okay, know. just throwing it out there, Mike yeah. Bloomberg. Th- tonight might be his swan song, frankly. Because I did see uh, he spent half a billion dollars and he's getting uh, like six percent of the votes. Yeah, that's <laughs> a write off for him. <laughs> yeah, it is it's a write off. Write off for it these rich guys, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did see some of his signs on the neutral mm-hmm. ground. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, towards my neighborhood. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw some. Yeah, yeah I think it said Bloomberg. <laughs> It said somebody's it name said on something. it. Right, right. Greenberg. Uh, Maybe it was Greenberg. It might have been Greenberg. I don't know. <laughs> Who can, I don't know. <laughs> they all sound the same I, at some point. Know. It was after, a bird. After several drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an iceberg, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I don't okay. Know. Possibly. Anyway, Possibly. there was a caution tape all around the signs. Okay. All right. What's happening with you? Uh, what's happening with me? Um, well, uh, you know, just just uh, something that's been on my mind that I'm about to uh, to to launch is uh, the the invitations, the private invitations to the uh, 100th episode party of the Trouble oh, Podcast, right. yes, which is coming yes, up at the yes. uh, at Circle Bar. Yeah, on... I was going to ask you about that. Do you need my help in any way? Like getting in touch with some former guests? Um, well, I'll, I'll let you know. I, I think I, I, I'm going to contact everybody through Facebook, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you know of anybody that, that uh, perhaps like David Turgeon. We might want to reach out to him right, right. now. Right, he doesn't you know, do Facebook. Yeah, because yeah. you might need to send smoke signals to David Turgeon. Right. Or, yeah. or like a car- or, you know, uh, Pony Express or something. Right, you know? like yeah. Some uh, swamp mail. Put it in a, well, yeah, a P-Rogue. Yeah. But... Uh, but anyway, so yeah, it'd be great to have David there because uh, you know David actually talked about having a live podcast, and this would this will be a live podcast. You and I there at the yeah. table. I'm sure he doesn't remember stand. any of it. I'm though. sure he doesn't, but, <laughs> but uh, he'll still think it's fun. You know, right. once he's there, he remembers the Circle Bar. He remembers the well, ghost, yeah. ghost of Kelly Keller. will be there in, in spirit. Uh, you know, we'll have all of our our. Former guests there cycling in and out from the table, and uh, it's going to be a long show. Well, we're, we're do it for a couple of hours. You know, we, we get the we get the room at seven o'clock, and uh, you know, whenever you can show, we'll we'll just start partying, and when when you can get there, we'll start the podcast, and we'll go till they kick us out. Which, uh, you know, we'll see see how that goes. And we maybe might be a two-parter. You know, I might have to re- release it in uh, in, yeah. in halves. You right, know? that would be cool. Like, yeah, like, uh, it's coming up, it? nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our hundredth episode. Who yeah. would have thunk it? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's actually uh, we'll be recording it uh, thirteen days from now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, it's quite exciting. So right? tonight's show is what number? Uh, tonight's show will be um, uh, I think ninety-seven. Okay, That's the way it's going to work out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agent ninety-seven over here. Agent ninety-seven. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, should we? Uh, well, unless have you have anything else. No. Um, well, I, uh, you know, I, I would say that I went to uh, to see the Pogatry show this Friday at Tipitina. Pogatry. So Pogatry is. Uh, uh, our former guest Spider Stacy oh, from the yeah. Pogue, Spider, yes. fronting the Lost Bayou Ramblers, who's another former guest wow. of ours, Andre Michaud, is the accordion player. He and his is brother. Is it Michaud or Michaud? It's Michaud. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I always, up till now, every time I say it the first time, I say Michaud, which is the name of like a. a is it Andre or Andre? It's. <laughs> <laughs> Don't confuse me. I mean, it's so me, hard Randy. down here. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's Andre for sure. But it's, okay. it, he doesn't. He doesn't. It, it should have an, an accent on it, but he doesn't use it. So, so okay. it's still Andre though. Um, so, so you it, went it was saw those the show. guys, and and Cat uh, O'Reardon is playing bass. Yeah, cool. And uh, the band sounded terrific. So the Lost Bayou Ramblers come out and do a like about an hour set of their own, and then no break. Uh, Spider and and Cat come out, and Spider. You know, starts fronting the band and doing all this this Pogues material, and Cat's playing bass, and she is rocking out, man. She cool. plays really well, and she's got this, you know, like uh, 
uh, like bangs haircut and long blonde uh-huh. hair, and she's bopping her head back and you know side to right, side, like yeah. real you know punk rock, you know kind of go go dancing style, and she's sounds great and terrific show, you know. Yeah, I had a thing for her a long time. Sure, ago. I think everybody does. You still, know, I mean, she's, she's, she was dating Elvis Costello. Sure, sure. I think they even got married. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they were married, married for several yeah. years. Did they have any kids? I don't think two? so. Don't think they have okay. any kids. But uh, but yeah, that was a terrific show, and and uh, and you know, it was, uh, took my wife out on a date, sort of. You know, she really, was, she was surprised. Said, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that's it's, good. It's quite lovely. Anyway, so it was, it was great to to have the again the Trouble Men podcast kind of folding into these events where you know it feels like we're. Did you give out any stickers? I didn't give out any stickers. What here's, is wrong? Here's with the you, reason. Man. I no, I gave out stickers at a party uh, the next night. But, uh, but I didn't give out any there because it's loud. Nobody can, you can't talk to anybody. Everybody's facing the bandstand. I didn't go backstage. I thought I could, but, uh, you know, it's going to be mobbed. I always and they don't know who you are of, anyway. Well, a few of them do, but not everybody. Right. Spit up, Renee. Spit up over there. Not everybody Kareem. in the band knows me. Um, Prilosec. Take some Prilosec. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm uh, on this heavy-duty Prilosec. It's actually a prescription Prilosec. Okay. It's, it's one like or two levels above over-the-counter Prilosec. Really? You 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 need yeah. that, huh? Oh yeah, I do. I need that because huh. I have I Did have I that. have internal problems that you cannot believe. Wow. You keep you know? it all to yourself, man. You well, just bear it. You yeah, bear your burdens. Ulcers in and it, it's all this kind of oh, stuff. Oh, I, I had have. no idea. Yeah, no, no. So I've been on this medication for a few years now, and it's good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Especially if you mix it with alcohol, it's really good. Okay. You know, <laughs> gets a little bit. But more not for you kids out there. You know, yeah, no, kids yeah. don't do that. Yeah. So anyway, you not, saw this show. Yeah, that's it. And just, you hated just, them. No, no, no. no you love them. Yeah, I loved them. Okay. Loved them. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Great, great show. Maybe uh, we should get to our guest because she, okay. she has a lot to, to lot to say on on all these subjects. So our guest is a. Uh, She's a New Orleans native, and one sentence in, you're going to know that for sure. Uh, she's got a, one of those great New Orleans accents. Uh, we're going to get into the, the heart of what that is. Um, uh, she's a film editor. She's a, a director. She's a photographer, print designer. And uh, she's, in, in recent uh, time, she's become the director of, of this uh, co-op recording studio, fashion school, The Embassy. So I want to talk about that to her as well. And she's a, a girl about ten. She's uh, she's got a wacky energy about her. Without further ado, Miss Amy Toledano. Welcome, Amy. Hello, guys. And again, keep that thing right by your lips. Okay, there. I'm inexperienced with the microphone. That's Here okay. I go. We'll, we'll, yeah, perfect. I heard that sentence in a porno film I worked on years ago. <laughs> sure, it's keep a, that thing right by your mouth. It's a classic line. I thought it was <laughs> inexperienced with a microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That you heard in the film. <laughs> So welcome, Amy. We, we've been trying to get you on for uh, some time, but you actually had a, a, a bout of illness, a, a brush with coronavirus. That's I was what, stricken. You were stricken. You said you had um, the, the kind of uh, flu that we had as children, where you'd have constant uh, fever, like... Uh, fever halluc- dreams. Hallucinatory, like, uh, dreams. And, and uh, now, do you remember any of those? It was actually hellish. None it of is the, hellish. None of the dreams were good. Yeah. There were this strange, looping, psychedelic 
Just fever dreams. Right. What can you say? So how did you do, what did you do? Did you just sweat it out or you, you had the green tea or you had, you went to the doctor or, you know, did you have shots? I did all of it. I got really desperate. I wonder yeah. if I have a low threshold for pain because like I, I became quite desperate. I was doing all of it. I had the wild Indian cherry bark lung syrup. Okay. But then at the same time was hitting the mucinex. I was doing the all natural sure. and yeah. I was doing the over the counter over stuff. the counter. Yeah. Hey, whatever works, you know, try it I all. was going wild. Were you, yeah. doing, to try to <laughs> were you mixing alcohol at any time? No. Really? No. You lost I your taste for say, booze. I lost my taste for food, alcohol. Okay. I okay. lost my taste for life. Yeah, really? It was really dark. It was. It got really dark. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Back with because the living, yes. It was dark. Oh, we're so, oh, so glad oh, you're here oh. in the ring room. Well, this this could be kind of twisted here. I don't know if you really want to be, but okay. I'll so see. you're well though. You're well now. Yes, okay. I'm back. And we don't need to wear a mask around you no, or anything no, no, like that. No, I'm totally back. Okay, well, great. Uh, well, welcome. And but like, I missed Mardi Gras. You missed Mardi Gras. Ah, oh, you didn't miss Mardi Gras. <laughs> Mardi Gras. <laughs> Manny missed Mardi Gras too. Yeah. by choice. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. Amy, your last name Taladano. Yeah. So we have a Taladano Street in mm-hmm. New Orleans. Is that a relation of yours? It is. Really, tell so us the story. I think that that Toledano is Cristobal Toledano, who is an architect. Okay. And um, from what I understand, the Toledano family was one of the first Spanish families to settle New Orleans. And he may, I, he may have been second generation Spanish architect here, from okay. what I understand. Yeah. Oh, all right. Cool. So your family's been here for a while. Long, yeah. long, 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 long. No, yeah. Caledonia Street. Where is that? It's uh, uh, it's, it runs through. Uh, it's by Washington Avenue. Okay, yeah, that yeah. that area. Yeah, okay, I mm-hmm. yeah, okay, I understand. That's uh, they have what is the ward? There's wards here. I'd never I, got I don't this. know. They'll they'll call that Central City sometimes. But then they'll call know? the Fifth Ward or the Sixth Ward. It's like yeah. just call it something. Yeah, it's uh, other than the eighth and ninth and seventh wards. Yeah, I don't know what thirteenth ward. Then uh, it's yeah. like I don't know what right. ward I'm in. Either. And I don't know what uh, wards I, I the street. I only understand precincts, really. You know. Yeah, I think precincts it's similar, but we don't really use cell that. blocks. We don't I understand cell. You blocks. understand cell blocks? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, all right. You know, it's something though about that and about being Jewish. Is that the Toledano family was a really prominent Jewish family in Toledo, Spain. I wish. This is what I'm embarrassed okay. about. True confessions. No, okay. Untroubled yes. men. Yeah. During the Inquisition. Why are you pointing at me? I'm right here. <laughs> During the Inquisition, <laughs> my family turned. They converted. They, they converted. became conversos. And I am yes. embarrassed. There you go. And am I doing it wrong? Yeah, no, you're doing fine. Yeah, hold it by the microphone and keep it by your mouth. There you go. So yeah, don't hold um, it by the cord. There you go. I was on the phone yesterday. So you with, have uh, you have a familial memory that goes back to, to uh, 1492 when when, uh, when yeah, but I'm ashamed because the people who left went to North Africa and became prominent rabbis and astronomers and all these really wonderful things. And then yes, the, the golden um, age of Spain. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then the Catholic state. And I don't know what happened. A lot of people did. You know, the, the whole thing about the Inquisition that most Christians don't understand is the Inquisition was now everybody thinks, oh, it's the Catholic Church uh, scrutinizing itself. No, it was the Catholic Church scrutinizing recent converts to Catholicism who were converted because of the the Spanish expulsion of the Jews. So it was all about the, the church 
you know, questioning people about, well, uh, what goes on in, like, they have servants, they question mm -hmm. servants. Do they light candles on Friday? Well, yes, they do. Now, do they eat pork? No, they don't eat pork. So that was the nature of the Inquisition. And, and of course, once they realized, well, when we convict someone of, of Judaizing, as they called it, or, or, you know, reverting to these Judaic practices, they would take all of their property. Then it became an easy thing for the Catholic Church to think, oh, well, if we just throw out some accusations, we can take all your shit. Acquire all yeah, this, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So the Toledanos were originally a, a, a Spanish-Jewish family. Yeah, but so well, far back, cool. and I was on the phone with this guy at B&H in New York, which I don't know if anybody's ever been there, but it's amazing, and most of it is Hasidic Jews who are incredible, these guys that work there. So I was on the phone with him, and he's like, this guy JJ, and he's like, hey, mate, Toledano, do you know your heritage? <laughs> and he's going on, and I was too embarrassed to tell him. Yeah, that you he didn't? was telling me uh, his wife was a Toledano. Oh, really? And how proud they are of her heritage and these okay. amazing rabbis. Well, there and you go. Scholars. See, see, in New Orleans, we don't even see the the Toledano name. Is that it? Just sounds super New Orleans, you know, like right. you, like you, like you know. Now, what part of the city did you grow up in? Where does that accent come from? Well, I think it comes from all around town. I, my parents were divorced, and I grew up in Metairie a lot with my mom, but my dad and everybody, well, they were in Gentilly, and that's where my okay. mom's from, too. All right. So they're all from Gentilly, so that's and a Gentilly I think accent. that's yeah, where yeah. it's from. Yeah, yeah, because that's you where... You should hear my mom's accent, you know? Sure, it's way thick, <laughs> But yeah. you've heard it. That's true. I think true. you've met her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yes, I have met your mom. Well, that's where all my family is from, Gentilly, as well. I mean, so, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard that accent my whole life. <laughs> It's a you don't accent, have accent, right? I don't have an no, accent. No, you don't. And well, I, what I have is a, we call it a Ben Franklin accent. So it's, it's everybody that went to Ben Franklin sounds just like me. And we all are from New Orleans, so I'm not sure how we'd lost the accent. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. I, don't I know. was always really embarrassed of it, but I'm not anymore, you know? Like no, I'll go, it's when glorious. I go to. Like the Mississippi Delta and stuff, and then you hear those accents, but everybody's losing their accent now, and I'm sure. like, no, I'm okay with having an accent. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... It, it. In fact, there's a study. Uh, my wife, who works at the local university uh, uptown, was saying that there's a study that came out where uh, more and more this gentrification of the city and stuff like that, uh, they made a study on how the accent of New Orleanians is going. Yeah, it's oh, going. I believe it. Wow. You know, it's going. And um, um, well, when I, I, when well, I lived well, in just, New York, I used to try to talk very slowly so that I wouldn't have this yet accent. Yeah, but when you I talk slowly, because I thought it made me sound dumb. Oh, but See, when, you, when I lived in New York, I talked slowly only because I was high on heroin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had no choice. Yeah, I just talked really slow. Sometimes there you would know, be minutes I, in between I, words. Yeah, I'd be like. <laughs> I'm hungry. Uh, here, here you go. I'm, and then like, mm. you know, you'd fall asleep yeah, for I say, I 30 wake seconds. Up, you go, I wake up with a verb. You right. Know. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> exciting. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you're exciting to me. And how do you, how do you say your first name again? Amy. Amy. Yeah. It's not Amy. No, it's Amy. It's Amy. French. Okay. Amy. It means beloved in French. Okay. Yes, yes. All right. So I mentioned that you were a girl about town. And yeah. what I mean by that is, is when I first became aware of you, I'm not sure if you were... Uh, a teenager. Of age, uh, overage, you were underage. Underage, underage for sure. But, but 
uh, that sounds like Renee becoming aware of somebody wise beyond your years and and very mature and and seemingly had been there on the scene as long as I had uh, and you know knew your way around the scene knew all For the musicians sure. uh, you know were friends with the sub dudes friends with uh, you know um, Alex Chilton uh, friends with uh, you know maybe the radiators uh, I don't know who else who were your God, I mean, like, you don't have who to mention all your friends, but but you were a, a young lady who could show up at the club and people knew you and and absolutely, you kind of had I loved blanche. it. You loved the uh, the nightlife. I loved it. I you loved music. I loved going to all the shows. <laughs> and what high school did you go to? Ursuline. Ursuline. Okay. No, I was in definitely in high school when I met you. Yeah, yeah. And I can rem- I remember it so well. And the iguanas playing Sunday nights at the Maple Leaf, and yes. I would go. But I was in high school, and the, <laughs> and at that time in I New married. Orleans, you could be <laughs> you could you could be eight, you you. You only had to be 18. Drinking age was still 18. It was at still that time. 18, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was never carded. You were not 18. I was never carded until after I was 21. And you didn't look, to, you certainly didn't look old. You look, no, you, you don't I'm look sure old I now. Like a kid. You, you, you still look like a teenager. And I love to hang out yeah, with yeah. Dave Clements. Remember that? I love Dave Clements, of course, them. yes. Former yes. Troubleman podcast guest, and, and mm-hmm. we'll be there at, at his club, the Circle Bar, when we have the uh, 100th episode party. So, yes, an old friend of Dave Clements. I mean, I purposely didn't go away for college because I was so attached to that kind of New Orleans music scene. Yeah. I couldn't tear myself away. I thought it was fascinating. And so where'd you go to, where did you go to Tulane. college? Tulane. I basically Tulane? like went down the street. Okay. Keeping it close. Yeah, because I wanted to, I, was, I couldn't imagine anything that was as fun. No. And exciting. I, I was like, this is where it's at. There you go. And what what'd you study in college? Russian studies. Really? Yes. Well, and what, photography. What possessed you to study Russian studies? Did you study because with Brumfield? With yes. Brumfield? Do you know him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brumfield. Brumfield looms large in my yeah, life. He's I went a... to Russia twice with him. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I'm How do you, you know him? Well, I work at Tulane. And oh, really? And I deal with professors. And what department? In textbooks. And so he's ordering books. Name. He's ordering his books. Well, yeah, he may, he does his own books, and you better buy his book, and you better have him autograph it, or you get two points off your grade. Big time! Oh, I, really? I once, oh yeah, I remember. Oh, it's true. This I remember a making jerk. a drawing of him. I, I I had a drawing of him when I was in college that was him holding a gin and tonic that said, "It's all in my book." Because yeah. you would ask him a question, he go. It's in the book. You have oh, to wow. buy his book. Got to buy the book. You have wow, to really? buy his yeah. book, and if, and he and you can't buy a used version of his book. Oh, really? You have to get it autographed by him. Oh, that's how he knows you have a, a clean copy. Uh-huh. Oh, brother! Uh-huh. He's, and this guy's he's really one of these guys. This guy is one of those guys who uh, apparently has an apartment somewhere off campus, but basically never goes to it. He lives in on his a office. cot in his office yeah. and eats and two night of can and drinks port wine. And huh. No, but anytime there's a function on campus that's giving away free food, he's, he's there, there. Yeah. lining his pockets. <laughs> and all this said, I have to tell you, he rocks my world. I okay. love that man. He's nice. very, apparently, nice. apparently a lot of the, he's beloved by the students, 90% of the, his students love him and 10% hate his guts. Okay. Now, I knew a student who worked for me, and she forgot, she had an A-plus in the class mm-hmm. for the whole semester. Mm-hmm. She forgot to get him to sign the book, uh-huh. went to a B-plus. brother. Dropped That's her not whole, right. That's, that's not, not right. right at all. That's not right. No. You know, and he's making her buy the book. 
And this book is like eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, that it, seems cheap for a textbook. Well, it's Some basically an art book. It's an okay. art history. Oh, mm-hmm. right. I mean, it's basically words and a lot of pictures. Okay. He does all the photography. He goes to Russia a lot, apparently. Okay. And uh, apparently, he's met with Putin. He's mostly oh, okay. in Russia. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's met with yeah, Putin. That's not a plus. <laughs> that's not a plus for him. He hasn't taught a class in a couple of years because oh, I think of that. <laughs> I think maybe the new president's like you met with Putin. So, so Ma, you went to Russia with this. Twice. Oh, okay. I went to school there with him. He behaved himself, I I, I trust. He did. Now, how about you? Did you behave yourself? Well, you know, I I did have a crush on him. Okay. He was in his 40s then. And you were like young 20s? Yeah. I mean, I started taking his classes when I was 18. But because I think taking his class was a big deal. So basically, when you go to Tulane at first, you have to take, back then, this was 20 years ago, you have to take a, an Eastern history and a Western history. And so for Eastern history, I took Russian history. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had no direction. I went because I had a scholarship and I was afraid they would take it away and I felt like I had to go. So I, I didn't, to Tulane. So I had Smart no... Girl. Right. I don't know. You no know, I wasn't going there. I, yeah, I wasn't going for a direction. I really wanted to hang out with Renee and everybody. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, why not? <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. Sure. And then, um, so, and take pictures and, and you know, have so, a good life. So you had a minor in, in photography? or Yes. Okay. And so, a lot, so I went and I was taking art classes and then I took Russian history for the Eastern history. And they told us about Brumfield's class, which was art yeah. and architecture. Yeah. And it just, like lit me up I loved it okay and he said well hey I'm taking people to Russia you can go study for, study in Russia you can do this class and you'll get credit for it nice and well, I was working at National Art and Hobby on Magazine Street and I went in and told my boss about it and he, I was like but it's $1,100 and that seemed impossible yeah and from the money he would deposit he would take a hundred dollars out of it at least once a week he had hundreds and hundreds of dollars and he scam, he laid it. out yeah. <laughs> 11 of those and said go to russia how sweet uh, yeah that's that's a really touching story yeah what a great guy and you didn't have to sleep boss. with him for that i didn't uh, okay but you know how it is you know that is how it works girl. with the with men and the young women that's as so we all sweet, know though. that's no that's that's really a lovely story <laughs> well brumfield you should have just get, told him you'd give him your food he probably would have paid for your flight because apparently this guy stuffs his pocket they, they have crawfish boils on con- <laughs> campus and he's stuffing his pocket with crawfish. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it. But I really, really like him in so many ways. And when I lived in New York, he, you know, he he's lectures at the Met. You know, he's a no. major Russian scholar. Yeah, no, no, I, I understand. It's kind he's of amazing that he's by, here at Tulane. Yeah, yeah. You know, get this guy on the podcast, Manny. Yeah. He's an amazing <laughs> character. Okay. Maybe you should. Shreds. But gonna take a pass. Yeah, I'll take a pass. Hard on pass guy, on yeah. that. <laughs> Sorry, I'd rather take his class first and rip him to shreds, you <laughs> <Okay>. know. <laughs> you know, well, which I've been asked by lots of people. Manny, why don't you take my? Yeah, class? you could, you could go, you could, uh, you could I, go to I, school I, for free, man. I would you say, could complete I look your at degree. Them, I look at them and go, "You don't want me in your fucking." You could class. wind up a professor <laughs> there, Manny. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be so great. No, there's this one guy, an English professor, who goes, "Hey, Manny, he knows all about me. He goes, uh-huh. Why don't you just sit on in class?" I go, "You don't want me sitting in your class." Man. <laughs> he it, does. You know, He's trying to tire of teaching he well, wants somebody maybe to come he does. <laughs> just to yeah. come break up the uh, yeah. monotony because I'm either going to heckle you or hit on all your students your or both student. yeah exactly <laughs> 
Uh, anyway. Well, you know, well, I, I think get it's in, time for our break. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to get into uh, all the we'll particulars of your career. Yeah, we always take a little break here and, and get another cocktail and, and another we round. Uh, another round. And we uh, uh, we we tell our instruct the the troubled nation to go get themselves another drink. So yeah. Uh, do okay, that this is when you get to we'll eat the right bar back. snacks too because yeah, you can't you crunch can eat, on yeah, the mic. You can yeah. eat the bar. Okay. Snacks. We'll, okay. We'll be right back. Just don't eat the bar. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. Back in the ring room, back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am Renee Coman, back with Miss Amy Taladano. Welcome back, Amy. Hey. So we had we had gotten up to uh, your your Tulane and and your your Russian studies and uh, and photography, mm-hmm. but uh, you you don't wind up using the Russian studies in your professional life very much, do you? Didn't go on okay. with that. But uh, but you do in fact wind up using all your photographic training because you become a photographer, and, right? And uh, then. You, Beyond that, you become a, a film worker, film editor. Mm-hmm. And Through the photography. You're involved uh, with the, the, the great Bayou Maharaja film, which, which our former Troubleman podcast guest, Miss Lily Kieber. She was on great. Yes, yeah, yeah. She was an, an, uh, one of the early female guests, actually. Beautiful. And uh, so you were the editor. You were yeah. the a, a co-writer on that, that film. Yeah. Um, and you may, have actually, you may actually have seen... Uh, uh, you probably... No, you I'm didn't too, actually see Booker. You no, were no, too, he died in '83, right, right, and right, I was right, born right. in '75. Too okay, young yeah, yeah, to go yeah, to the yeah. Maple Leaf. Otherwise, you would have been there. Yeah. Otherwise, been I there. definitely yeah, would have yeah. been there. But so, so that film, for to catch our, our the troubled nation up, that film was a huge success. It's the the story of the life of James Booker, the the greatest gay, black, one-eyed, junky piano genius that New Orleans ever produced, according to Dr. John's. Uh, that's, that's a Dr. John quote. Um, and, and the film is, is a great tribute to, to the giant, and it winds up winning the Oxford American Best Southern Film of 2013. It's a New Orleans Film Fest Audience Award winner. It's, it's a, it wins the L.A. Endowment for the Humanities Documentary of the Year in 2014. Mm-hmm. So was that one of the earliest films you were? No, in fact, I know it's not because some of your other films go back to like uh, 2004, 2005. Yeah, no, I'd I'd been editing, you know. Okay. I had a really traditional thing with editing where I kind of started, I think I'm the last generation between analog and digital. So I started in photography when it was film Mm -hmm. and I really didn't do much digital photography. And then the same with film. When I started, everything was shot on film and I was, I was an assistant editor. And so just it was a job. really classic education with that because with the, you're, you're an assistant editor, but it's at the time when it still also has a digital component. So you digitize the film and there's assistants who are taking the, the, the keyframes off of the film and cutting the, the actual film mm-hmm. to reflect the digital cut that's being made, you know, so... So you I'm kind from of that make a model little transitional in the world, and then actually make the film. Uh, yeah, so I'm from know. that l- transitional generation, and I had okay. a really kind of traditional. It's like an apprenticeship. You right. know, you start as an apprentice editor, and then you're assistant editor, and then hopefully we get to be an editor. Right. So I had already worked on a bunch of stuff, and then, you know. 
Well, you talk about some of those early projects that you worked on before uh, Bayou Maharaja. I mean, nothing that I'm super proud of, more Hollywood stuff when I was an assistant editor right. that's like not worth mentioning. But right. then after what that. What about this uh, taxonomy transplanted? I'm, I'm so that's stuff that. that I am proud about. That's okay. just um, experimental short films that I've done. And I think that's what Lily saw that made her... We didn't know each other. And then oh. she saw that... She saw that because I was with Tim... I'm very close to Tim Watson, who's the other editor on Bayou Maharaja. Okay. And I was watching it. I was projecting it on a... I was playing it on a CRT monitor, which are those old... So, you know, those... You remember those old monitors that you would see in galleries and whatnot and at schools? Sure. And then there's... So I knew it was going to be shown that way. So I went over to Tim's to play it on one because he has a lot of old gear. And I met Lily. And she invited me to a screening when they were first just putting together some things from Bayou Maharaja. And then then we started talking. You know, it's like it's all film professionals there. And then you talk about what you think about the film and whatnot. And she liked the ideas I had. And that's how it ended up going from there. Cool. She liked what I was saying because it was all, it wasn't made yet, you know, and I was like, we could do this, we could do that, and she liked it. And you guys wind up becoming friends, uh, I assume? Yeah, we worked for a long time on that film. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, we became close. Nice, nice. And, and you have a, a ton of, of groovy friends, you know, like, yeah, in, in fact, a bunch of friends who are uh, former guests of ours, you know, you're good friends with... Uh, Quentron and Miss Pussycat as well. Yes, I was with them right before I came here. Really? Yeah, I left (laughs) the recording studio, went and saw them for a moment, and now I'm here, yeah. So did they know you were coming to meet with us? Yes, and they were happy. They were happy for you? They predicted I would have a good time. (laughs) Good, 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 good. We love them. They were both terrific guests. I'd like to have them both on together. Well, they should come to the Hunsworth show. Maybe we'll all come together. That would be so fun to have you guys. (laughs) We'll come together, yeah. (laughs) That would be so fun. Yeah, because uh, they have a new record coming out. Uh, uh, something about uh, what is it, Goblin? Uh, yeah, that they made in Florida. Yeah, 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 what, yeah, 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 yeah. That record's coming out imminently, and uh, and uh, yeah, well, that's gotta, made I in love Florida. Them. That's always a scary sure, thought. Sure. Well, it makes they're sense. They're my right? best yeah. friends, and they're great artists. Yeah, too, yeah. You know. Yes. So cool, and it's so cool that that you know. It's it's a, a bit of a renaissance in, in a way of like you know the Bywater thing. All these very creative people, you know, some from here, some from other places, who are attracted to New Orleans for you know the the aesthetic that we have, and and uh, you know everybody's you know has a lot of mm-hmm. energy and and doing a lot of things. You know, Quintron, he's I'm fascinated by him. You know, he has a an electronic store now, and he's, yes, he's building all this stuff, and and at the same time he's making records, and it's, it's quite invigorating. Yeah, you know? it is. Is that it? <laughs> I mean, no, whatever, you, wherever you want to go with that. Well, I mean, well, they're so just yeah, like, uh, I'm teeing you yeah, up, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible, I might be a terrible interview no, no, subject. Okay. I'm okay. giving it a whirl. Well, then. let me, uh, okay. no, I met you when I used to live above the Circle Bar. Yeah. That's when I met you because when Renee said, this is a guest, I said, who's this? I don't yeah, know who yeah, this yeah, is. Yeah. And then he sent me your info and I said, oh, well, I know this I girl. Knew, I knew as soon as you yeah, saw her. I go, said, oh, I, yeah, know I know this know, girl. Yeah, she yeah. owes me money. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? Yeah. And, uh, but there was a time period like right before Katrina where the Circle Bar was happening, like happening, happening. Yeah. And you were there a lot. 
Right. Yeah, you were there a lot, and we were seeing certain bands there. I, I don't remember the bands. I don't know. I, I just remember, like, coming down from the third floor to the bar and people saying, Manny, let's party. <laughs> and buying you drinks. Yeah, buying, buying me drinks. And you were always there a lot of times. But you were good friends with Kelly, weren't you? Or, or kind of good friends. I mean, I was cl- I'm close to Dave. Dave, you know? right, yeah. It's Dave. 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 Yeah, but Ke- well, I was Kelly friends was with alive, Kelly. When Kelly was alive, Dave was never at the Circle Bar. He was always that is at Snake and Jake's. Right. True. He, he was like, Kelly, so, this is your thing. I guess you know? the, maybe we're talking about what was I doing at the Circle Bar then? Maybe you, li- you, maybe you lived in the area? I mean, because you live I did live on now. Louisiana Avenue yeah. then and I Making was the also scene, coming to see bands coming to see bands you know I remember going to see I was like into this electronic band the Buttons that used to play all this different stuff but you know also it's like now I'm supposed to be a professional lady I can't make the scene in the same way oh, it's really yeah, right. one or the other really no. It's one or the other. Are you having a pullback? <laughs> I mean, I did pull back. I basically never go out. I go when I go out. I go to the sidebar to hear experimental okay. jazz, beca- and a big part of it is because it happens at like seven, nine well, o'clock. When I go out, when I go out, it's usually to bail my daughter out of jail. That's what I'm doing. That's so he's near the sidebar, <laughs> right? He's, he's yeah. on the other I've side never of been uh, there. I don't know of, what it's uh, about. Other side of Broadway. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's right but down no, there. but. Uh, I, maybe my memory skewed or whatever. No, but I, think, I, I did go there. No, 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 no. No, but no I, I did. But and I was, you know, I, it's, Kelly wasn't one of my super close friends, but she was friends. She's like a little older and... You, you friends. were friends of friends, yeah, yeah, like and, you know. no, and friends with her. I sure, definitely sure. would hang out with Kelly but when I, I was with her. But did you know Chicken? Yes, Chicken. Yeah, that's where I. Kind no, of- and all of those guys. So my boyfriend at one time. I mean, this is just a different generation. Is Rich Siegel? Who? Sure, we know Rich yeah, Siegel. Yeah, yeah. That's his generation, and. I love all those people and definitely hung out with them, but I feel like I'm just a multi-generational person. I you just, are. You, you are. know what you're, I mean? You're, like uh, covering the waterfront. Exactly. Yes. I cover the waterfront. That's right. So <laughs> I don't know if you want to say that. <laughs> I, I uh, <laughs> figured of Yeah, because yeah, right. uh, uh, the sailors are pulling in, baby. <laughs> you know what? I know. You're not but it's more like that. Yeah. I mean, I had great times with because Kelly. I, rem- I had profound conversations with Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did I. Uh, you know, I like chicken. Off. I like yeah. chicken. Yeah, yeah chicken, you know, chicken. <laughs> and because uh, I remember there was so many dramatic things that happened with chicken when she was dating uh, the Kinks guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, it just got so out of Ray control. Davis. Yeah, yeah, Ray Dave. Yeah, well, sure. I he was, could be a future guest. Right. Yeah. Is he alive still? Still yeah. is. Yeah, still okay. alive. Ray Dave is still alive. Yeah, well, yeah. you know what? I, I was thinking, I was driving home from work tonight. I was saying, is Jerry Lewis still alive? Not alive. No? Not, not alive. alive? No? Jerry Lewis is definitely dead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, okay. that's, one I, that's one I can keep it, keep track of. A lot of them I, I lose track of, but Jerry Lewis is for okay, sure Okay, because I was Been thinking of this old years. Jerry Lewis story. And I said, I said, is he alive still? Right. I know. It's hard, it's hard to keep up. You know, we lose so many yeah. all the time. It's you know? really weird. Do you guys have it's this like experience that as you get alive older... Or dead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Do you have this experience that as you get older, if you think of someone and then you look them up on the internet and they died, it's a shock to you. But then you think, well, actually, of course they wouldn't be alive because I met them when I was... Eight 20 years old, years old <laughs> yeah. and they were ancient then. Ancient 80, then. Yeah, but it, right, then it's right. a, a complete shock. I experienced that 
Sometimes you can be surprised. It happened that to me alive. today. Oh, really? When yeah. I ran, yeah, because I'm surprised. I'm I had alive. this thing. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> <laughs> I ran off to Paris at one point. Okay. In you my, flew to Paris. You didn't run to. No, Paris. I ran away from New Orleans, and okay. I said I would never come back. Really? And uh, I ran off to Paris. That? What prompted that? Heartbreak. I figured so. Anyway, Heartbreak. Go on. Brumfield again. <laughs> I never no. had <laughs> Brumfield, but um, okay. I was running off, and. At the time, there were disc men. Remember the disc men? Sure, yeah, Sony disc men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so I got on a plane in, at Newark to go to Paris, but the plane broke down, and they made us leave, and then we had to stay there for hours and hours at the airport, like eight hours, ten hours. Wow. And I was listening to Coltrane on my disc men, and these jazzers came up, and they were like, hey... You're so young, but we see you're listening to this jazz. We have this two-week engagement at the Duc de Lombard in Paris. And they became my friends. Mm. And I went to Paris, and my first weeks in Paris were with these American jazz musicians. And I felt so cool. I had black sure. eyeliner on. Well, yeah. Glass you of are red co- wine. You are cool, Amy. Did you score the <laughs> And it was Ted Curson, who's Ted an American. He's a, he's, a, he's a jazz trumpeter. Okay. And just this morning, I looked it up. He's and, dead. Yeah. And I was surprised. But wow, then I was bummer. like, come on, you were a kid. And he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a lot older. A much, much, much older, older. man, you know? He was might he have a been a 60 year old man then. No, but why okay. do you keep going there? Because that's what I do. <laughs> it's Manny's job. It's his job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You know, I'm a troubled man. So speaking of troubled men, you're, you're also good friends with Bunny Matthews. Yeah. Sweet Bunny Matthews. Mm-hmm. He's a saint. He's, a, he's an icon of New Orleans. You know, I, was, uh, I wrote in my notes, I was thinking to myself, I said, a friend to icons and an icon herself. You know, and but you it's are a friend it's to a lot of icons like like Bunny Matthews. You know, and for the nation out there, you know, Bunny Matthews has been writing the uh, the Vic and Natalie cartoons for I don't know forty years or something. It's uh, they're where can you see that? I don't see that anymore. I don't know that he that that he writes them currently. I don't know. Ama, tell me, is is he still? He still does some work. Yeah, yeah. He still does a bit, but you know, still hit has a huge body of work going back, you know, used to be in, in the, the He has the a huge body of work. It and, needs and to be collected somewhere. Really? And for that's sure. not being done? You I, might I don't to, know. You, you know, I actually... charge of that. Anyway. Well, he, well he, has, he has his son, he, Jude, he, who's he, my friend also. Jude, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That I wonder... I don't know. It'd be interesting to talk to He lives to in the Jude North Shore now, Bunny. Well, yeah. he's, he's living with Jude. He has had yeah. some health problems. Yeah, he's had a... Because I have a mutual friend with Bunny, and... It's still hanging in there. He's still fighting Yeah, he's Admirably. I don't think he's doing that cartoon anymore or anything yeah he does do a little drawing when i've gone to visit him i see that he's doing some anyway tremendous artist tremendous chronicler of new orleans yeah and and like the just like your accent you know bunny matthews is a a fan of that i met him because i was a cub reporter at offbeat magazine and bunny was the editor okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this have, I've had a lot of funny chapters No, we like that Go on, talk about this one I mean, I don't know I just remember I feel like one of my first days at work We got to go interview Smokey Johnson Nice You know, and, and Jude actually sent me that interview And now, it was just amazing you, you were talking on, on, on air? Or? Bunny was interviewing him and okay. I was photographing oh, okay And um yeah, I mean, I have all these great photographs that I made back then. 
And, and you were a kid. Bunny, I was a kid, and Bunny would take me with him because he was going to do all these really incredible interviews. And I'm sure all these older guys were, were really upset to see a cute young girl uh, show up <laughs> and smile and laugh at all their stupid things. Right, <laughs> right. And you know, I thought, that you know, it's the age-old story. You know, you think that it, these men have access and they're cool. They have access to what you think is magic and so and they like you because you're cute i'm not talking about bunny but just in general you know and yeah men like it's it's ridiculous right it it is ridiculous though and now that i'm older it's funny because i feel a little ashamed of that and yet you wouldn't trade it away definitely in the generation i grew up in that still was the way it was look we're we're all trying to be as cute as we could be that's you know (laughs) we're all trying to manny chevrolet included you know it's like you know manny has got where he was with a lot of his his uh charm and cuteness okay (laughs) (laughs) no one can argue with that yeah all right so, I don't work so, that anymore. So, so don't, well, you know, yeah. you don't need to, but... Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't I anymore. Do, but I actually, think when I was, I was younger, okay. definitely... I when you say charm and cuteness, it's probably that way with women, Manny Chevrolet. But everything else, I, I don't think charm and cuteness did me any good. Well, I, I'm just saying, you know, everyone likes, regardless of your sexual orientation, everyone likes someone who is bubbly and... And has a personality and is fun and, and flirty, even if you know, and along for to, the ride, right? Wants to, to anybody. curious, we're right? To, we're just trying to have fun well, here, right? Well, the, the right, times right, where for you're sure. trying to fuck everything in the room, right? Some people are trying to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're trying to fuck. Yeah, somebody. different yeah. people have different yeah. motivations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're definitely trying to fuck yeah, somebody. Yeah, you know. somebody's getting fucked here. Yeah, well, I, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet all the time. You know, Daddy wants to fuck. Yeah, yeah, I'll fuck everybody in this room. That kind of stuff. That's when you know you're going to have a good time. Yeah, exactly. Somebody shouts that out. Yeah. How many times has that happened, Amy? Too many to count, right? No, no, no. Yeah, it's just, it it, it hasn't been that wild. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Now she laughs. Yeah, she laughs. (laughs) For sure it has been that wild. Yeah. So getting back to your work uh, these days, you're you're the director of the embassy. Yes. So the embassy, that's on Port Street and the Ninth Ward. Yeah, Port and Galvez. Port and Galvez, Mm -hmm. you know. Galvez plays big in in my my history because... Really? Yeah, because... uh, uh, I lived on on uh, Ede Street between uh, North Marrow and North Galvez. Really? As a kid, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my mother, uh, my grandmother lived on North Marrow. So, and the bar that my grandfather hung out at was on Almanaster and Galvez. What was the name of it? Do Tony's you know? Bar. Yeah, yeah. That's where I am. That's where I spend most of my time is so close to Almanaster and Galvez. Really? You know, important Galvez. It's, it's one it's, off. It's it's so directly across the street that so. Um, wow. Uh, Galvis and Almanaster is the eighth ward. If you look across it's, Almanaster, that's where it's it switches, the ninth yeah. ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's right. the line. If yeah. I looked out of my front door, I would see the ninth ward. I was in the eighth ward. But uh, that's crazy. So uh, so you're, you're down there and, and you have this uh, operation that's it's funded by a, an Australian um, yeah. um, benefactor. That's what right. What do you call him? A, a, Patron, yeah, Patron, a money yes. guy, money guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so you took over this industrial building, and they have a recording studio in there, but they have some also a fashion school. There's also a fashion school and a large organic garden. Okay, yeah, 
So this is the I invite you guys to come over someone. anytime. Oh, we'd love to. Not tonight, but because uh, I have other things after this appointment uh, <laughs> later. Yeah, Manny, Manny <laughs> has to get up really early. Yeah. But uh, maybe some other time. Um, so you're the director of this, and, and, and they have all these opportunities for people to go and record in the recording studio, like some people yeah. that are previously incarcerated. They right, right, right. It's a special day for them. Talk about all that. Okay, so actually, I, we do an open call once a year for artists to record a full album, and we just picked those artists. Before I came here, we just finished the selection process. So I'm a little bit fried, in fact, because okay. we chose nine artists to work with for the year out of 74. Wow. So it's a lot, a lot, a lot of tracks to listen to and mm. applications to read and, and, and deliberation. You're, hold, you're holding someone's future in your hands. Yeah. And you get these are convicts? No. Oh. No. On Sundays, we have what we call sun Sunday sessions, and those are for people who were recently incarcerated. The open call is for anybody. You could okay. be incarcerated. You could have been incarcerated or not. It's for anybody. And then you apply, and you make a full album over the year. With, okay. And so... Um, like volunteer staff of producers and No, stuff. they're paid. Oh, okay. Nice. It's all nice. funded. Oh, nice. Um, it's not a, it's not massive funding. Maybe it's modest, but mm -hmm. it works. And we have some really super dedicated producers and engineers that are in their twenties and and early thirties. And we built we built this program ourselves, basically. So we were given this funding. We were told we could make a free recording studio in New Orleans. And then me with these guys that are 20 years younger than me, we just put our, we started figuring making it, it. We started figuring it out. We just would figure out things that worked, didn't work. We still are figuring it out every mm -hmm. year. We This is our fourth year. So these nine people that were selected. And usually it's 12, but we're doing nine this okay. year. To and none of them are convicts. Some of them may be. Okay, but so they get like, uh, so there's certain, only a certain amount of funding, right? So each, uh, these nine people, they get what, how many days in the studio? Or, or, it rotates. Know? So if there's nine... And, and they, are the musicians, you know, studio musicians come in? And yeah. They, and they lay it depends the what they want. So some people, it's, it's many, many genres. So some people are rappers. Yes. And they, like a producer comes in and builds tracks. And right. And they want to work with somebody that's going to make beats for them. Right, right. Or they may come in with beats. They might come in with beats from somebody from Canada. They may come uh -huh. in with YouTube beats. It's a... It depends. I mean, with rappers, we'll pick them based on their aesthetic for whatever beats they're presenting when they and their voice, you know, because mm -hmm. some people just have incredible sure. voices. And in New Orleans, there's a lot of really good voices. Yes. So lots of people. Like you. Yeah. A lot of people apply with killer voices. And, um, that gets really hard at the end. So what happens the, after these nine people, they get produced and all that, what happens to their product? What is they it? own it. They own the masters. They own it and they can do whatever they want with they, it. They do whatever they want. And right. I mean, we, so you don't help them no, distribute? No, we, we haven't. Like we started to go into a bit of that this year where we're maybe trying to get them on the radio and just introducing them to people that we know. But we, that originally wasn't the mission. It was just the recording arts. You know? It was okay, to record right. people that sure. wouldn't ordinarily have access to a recording studio because it's very expensive right. to to make a full album in yeah. a studio. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So but we, that, it would be good to go a little further now and get the music out there more. 
Well, you can only do so much, you know. You, know, you, you need to keep your, your eyes on the, the, the first mission. It's true. And so but as we get better, then you want people to hear the music. Sure, you know, as the, sure. the quality has increased every year. And, you know, really, you could, you could uh, expand it into a component where you're bringing people in to learn how to do that. Like, as opposed, to, you know, so some of the people you're bringing in are, rather than rappers, they're, they're uh, record people. Right. Know. I don't know. Oh, and by the way, the rappers are just, a, they're just one genre. I mean, that's, they, sure. it's everything. Yeah. There's of all yeah, yeah. But don't but you I just got off on a today's rap. age, I mean... Nobody makes records anymore. They make records, but people only buy certain songs from a record. I guess it's That's true. It, it all ends up on streaming platforms. Yeah, on streaming I mean, platform. I'm still into vinyl records yeah, and well, keep trying so to convince I. you. I want us to make a compilation record, yeah. and I think we will. Nice. Well, that would be <laughs> yeah. great. But, this is now what we'll, we'll the, have. The, the, ki- the kids today, my daughter doesn't buy a record. She buys a song. Yeah. Uh, some, an artist will bring out five, 12 songs because it's his LP or whatever, and you can only you can download one or two of the songs, and that's what it is. Yeah, the whole paradigm is, is yeah, it's definitely yeah. shifting, and it's and it's really always moving. Because I, I <laughs> that's what I see. Like it's always yeah. moving, shifting sands for sure. Yeah, for sure. yeah. and yeah. it's it's really wild because I work with you know I'm. 44 now and then there's people who are in there that are late teenagers and so they're just always schooling me on just stuff you know I'm like if it wasn't slap them in the face and say fuck you you're 17 years old (laughs) fucking but you know just stuff that's like when I was your age I was hanging out with the sub dudes yeah (laughs) (laughs) totally vinyl is the fucking best sound ever so don't give me your fucking it's Digital. so interesting because now so much music is a mix of um, digital beats and live instruments. You know, that's what's yeah. really hot right now. Okay. And it's it's so different from when I was growing up. You know? Right, right, and right. Everything was instruments. But yeah, now it's, it's both. And it definitely went through a time when it was... There was just beats. Only so beats, now yes. it's like the instruments are coming back in. Well, let's nice. hope so. Nice. Let's yeah, hope yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I see. So yeah. besides the, the music component, you have this fashion school. And, and are you involved yeah, in that? Yeah, but I don't run the fashion school. I was so in the, in the beginning, no, I was you, super you involved. The way you're dressed, I, no, right. I guess really. you're so you cute when it. you see yeah. the photograph. <laughs> It'll make sense. <laughs> I set up the fashion school. Okay. So with Assemble, there are these London... Art and London Art and Architecture Collective, and I worked with them to establish the school, but it needs its own director. My colleague John is the interim director right now, and they have massive, they have their own massive programming. It really has, they have so many students. Very yeah. cool. It's cool. It's cool. You got to see it. It's really and cool. So, it's, so ki- guys- it's kind of electric. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, so, so you have the music and the fashion. Or, are there uh, other aspects that you have on the horizon that you think? Well, Definitely. besides the one where, that I just suggested. So the one that I'm starting right photo. now okay. is the photo and video department, and um, that's what I'm starting right now, and we're starting it this month. Nice. And I've been planning it for a year. And it's starting now. And that's really what I have to... It's really wild that I'm running this recording studio because my background is, is um, photography and film. So this is going to tie into the music part and 
We'll see what happens. It's you know, as be... an editor, you would love this story. As an editor, film editor. Nice. When I was, um, I grew up in Los Angeles, and I grew up near the old MGM studios. Mm-hmm. And Kirk Gregorian bought up MGM in the late 70s. So MGM had like six months to take all these old films and f- film trailers and stuff from all their warehouses all over the country and document them. So I got a job one summer. I was, it was before my senior year in high school because I lived near the MGM studios in Culver City. And for three months, I sat in an editing bay with a reel-to-reel. Yeah. 35-millimeter film. Mm-hmm. And I'd sat there marking defects in every frame. And I loved it. It was the most amazing job ever. And back then, what was this? What did you love about it? Well, I love that. To watch all those old films. Yeah, there were trailers, like trailers of Bonnie and Clyde and and all these old musicals of Judy Garland Mm -hmm. and and Showboat and all this stuff. And I got to sit there as a 16-year-old kid doing it. Was it just watching the films or was it also just because you got to touch the film? Well, no, it was weren't the, really the films it was the trailers you know the coming attractions sure but they were on film yeah and I had to mark the, the defects and stuff frame by frame And so back, you liked looking at each frame yeah oh I loved it there's a reason I'm asking these yeah questions. yeah I loved it <laughs> okay and also yeah. I was you know you're running the show now, I was right? 16 years old and minimum wage was like a dollar 95 oh. at that time <laughs> sure because we're making, so old yeah yeah, and I'm, making, more now. and I'm making this six bucks barely. an hour. I'm making six bucks an hour doing this. Mm-hmm. It's cocaine money. Yeah, well, yeah, it's pop money, it's cocaine money, it's flaca money. Flaca yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, um, but I got to see these old trailers and stuff, and it was, it was a fun time. You would have enjoyed living in this neighborhood because uh, we used to sneak into the back lots as MGM Studios and see where they shot Showboat, and see where they shot, you know, Gary Cooper. I would have loved it. Yeah, and uh, all that is now senior assisted living homes and stuff like that. So it's all it's all, all those same people that were there then or living yeah. there now. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, anyway, yeah. in many so ways, yeah, 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 Familiar yeah, yeah, terrain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, but as an editor, you could probably yeah, appreciate Yeah, and as a film fanatic, I mean, part of the reason I can't go out to, cl- to bars anymore is because I have to watch something from the Criterion Channel or TCM like every night. I am addicted right, to right, watching movies. Right. Especially okay. during... I have a projector at home. Really? Oh, we yeah. have Eddie a pro- has a projector. Yeah. I love yeah. it. It's so yeah. hard yeah. when I weigh the options. Oh, I could go project a movie or I could be out. No, I got to go project that movie. No, no, no. Yeah, there's just going to yeah. be some greasy guy trying to <laughs> yeah, talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> tired. I like talk Manny. to people all day. Yeah, yeah, a guy like me, yeah. Trying to say. <laughs> now, I'm just looking at my notes. We, we're going to have to wrap up in a few minutes here. But uh, uh, I'm realizing that one of your early film, earlier films was uh, William Eggleston in The Real World. Yeah. So William Eggleston, uh, for the, those in the nation that don't know, is the father of uh, color art photography. Very close friend of Alex Chilton's uh, appears on the Like Flies on Sherbert record. Yeah. Playing, uh, uh, at least on the outtakes, playing uh, Nature Boy mm-hmm. on piano. So how did you wind up making this film on William Eggleston? How did you find out about William Eggleston just as a Well, I was an, an editor on it. But um, okay. so it's not my film. It's Michael Almereta's film. It's a really, really good film. Um, actually, Alex introduced me to Bill Eggleston. And you know what I learned this weekend? Hmm. 
maybe William Christenberry is the father of color photography. I know Did the you? story. Yeah. I know, because I, 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 I... Did went, you go to the show at the I Ogden? I went to the show at the Ogden. Yeah, yeah, and they, and they talk... Uh, and so Eggleston's shooting in, in only black and white. Christenberry is taking all these color Polaroids. On a brown... Yeah, the little brownie yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thi- yeah, or, yeah, yeah, a color brownie photograph. Yeah. yeah exactly. And, and, and uh, just as, as uh, like, studies for for paintings mm-hmm. or constructions he wants to make. Mostly paintings, I guess, at that time. And Eggleston's looking at this and goes, wow, these look really good. <laughs> and, yeah. And then somebody was saying, well, but then there's actually a third artist in this whole Walker thing. Evans. Walker Evans, yes. Walker Evans thought that those little brownie shots were amazing. Yeah. Yes. And was saying, hey, man, you should see this. I, don't, without, I doubt without, Walker Evans said man. Without but, those three things, those three people talking to each other and being friends and talking off the cuff, you know, maybe Eggleston doesn't become the father did of Did you like that talk. show? I loved it. I loved it too. I love Kristen Berry. But, of course. But, okay, so the Bill Eggleston. And I actually have that black and white portrait that Eggleston did of Kristen Berry that's mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show. I have that. It was Alex's. Nice. And I have inherited it nice good for you and um, we all have pieces of alex yeah and so um okay so eggleston i met him from alex so i was completely obsessed with photography when i was young and alex knew that and he knew that eggleston was a big hero of mine and eggleston used to print his black and white work in alex's family's garage and that house that they lived in in Memphis, it, it had one of those separate garages right, in right. the back. And so... That's when his mom had the gallery. The gallery yeah, yeah, and everything, yeah. yeah. And um, so he was like, well, you know, this is a person I know. And mm-hmm. he was the same age as Alex's brother. And I guess Alex was one of those kids that comes after, you know, is a mistake kid that comes almost 20 years after the first baby. Yes. So... Um, he told me that, and then one time Bill Eggleston was coming to New Orleans, and Alex was like, ah, oh, take you to meet him, and I did, and then we hung out for several days, and um, I moved to New York and saw Bill there many times. I've gone to visit him in Memphis, but anyway, I ended up working on the film because Michael Almereda, I worked on his film as a still photographer, and then I ended up in a relationship with him. This is such a young artist female story okay (laughs) but he ended up being my boyfriend he made that Eggleston film and by then I was working as an assistant editor and and worked on that film which is a great film so that was the whole thing it's just it's funny all these little art scenes how they intertwine and and all over the country it also happens such happenstance and yeah it's so romantic though don't you think it's like yeah like when I was growing up I'd read those books of like Paris in the 20s and all these artists and people who knew each other and then you get old York in the 70s right and then you end up that's how life is you meet people here and there in different disciplines people talk about these days uh, you know in, in 20 years Talk about the Trump men. Sure, they will. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I gotta go home. I, th- I think. Uh, I think we're. I think that's a podcast, man. He feels yeah. like a podcast. All right. Thank you so much, Amy. I love the outfit. I, your, your energy. I love the accent. It's so great. It's everything I, I knew it would be. And uh, Manny, um, trouble never ends, but the struggle continues. Yes. Good night. Indeed. Good I'm night. a Marxist. Good night. <laughs>